Getting tired of your lunch options? Change it up with Little Caesars Hot and Ready Lunch Combo. Wowee, the winds of change. Get four slices of pepperoni deep, deep dish pizza, plus a 20-ounce drink, now for only four bucks. Goodbye. Where are you going? Little Caesars, obviously. Get the Little Caesars Lunch Combo, now just four bucks, hot and ready, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. weekdays. Available at participating locations for a limited time plus tax. Shut up and sit down. So give me a minute. Um, <clears throat> I am a terrible pet owner. I forgot to feed my dogs. They usually eat around eight. And um, I forgot to feed them, so I have to get their stuff. They're looking at me like I'm the devil. Or at the very least, an asshole. Um, I got trolled this week. I don't think it started out as a troll. I think... <laughs> That really wasn't his intention to begin with. I don't know. Maybe it was. Um, there were a couple of kiss-ass comments on my site. And the first one was just all kiss-ass. And the second one was kiss-ass with the side of uh, what he probably considered constructive criticism. <clears throat> I don't accept constructive criticism. And it's not because I'm sensitive, because he said that. Because when an author defends themselves or says, hey, I don't like your behavior and I want you to stop, they're automatically oversensitive. And apparently I'm oversensitive and I have special needs and I require pandering. I don't require pandering. I don't like pandering, to be perfectly honest. I would rather have someone tell me to kiss their ass than to have them try to kiss mine. That's just... Anyways, so that happened. And it really is annoying that you can't stand up for yourself without being labeled oversensitive. And he doesn't have to like my work. It's not a requirement. I don't care. And I'm not upset that he didn't like this part of the characterization that I was doing at all. I don't care. What does bother me and what is irritating is his intrusion into my process. Like he had the right to inflict himself upon me, and when I found it insulting, suddenly I am oversensitive, and I need special handling, and I have special needs, and I 
Azor. In the chat room, Azor says, I mean, I'm sure I worship the fire you walk on and the Harry and the Harry and... Oh. <laughs> I worship the fire you walk on and that Harry fucks Hermione on. Yes, because there is a, a scene in Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond where Harry and Hermione have um, a... Um, they have sex on a bed of fire um, because she's an elemental. Um, and um, she likes fire. And <laughs> it just it just happened. But uh, what what bothered me most about this entire situation was his entitlement and his belief that he was entitled to inflict his wants and desires on me as a reader because I actually looked him up and he's not even a writer. This is someone who does not write in the fandom trying to give me writing advice and characterization advice. And the thing is, is what he... He doesn't understand craft to begin with, because if he did, he would have caught on immediately to what I was doing. Because if you approach that situation from a writer's point of view, then you know exactly what I was doing with the situation that he had a problem with. But he didn't. He's just a reader, and he's a badly informed reader at that. He's just... um, Mm. Rowan says, no, he's a professional troll. He's been doing this under different names for years. Well, congratulations to him because he is the first person to ever get banned from my site. Completely banned. There was another person who did something inappropriate in the chat room, and they were um, asked not to go into the chat room for six months, and they haven't actually been back unless they have a new name. Um at all. And actually Azure, the application that I designed that that I downloaded for WordPress to use um was actually called Banhammer. I'm not even kidding. That was yeah. Um and it the best part is is that um after I um deleted his membership in the Banhammer I had the option to give a customized message and um so the next time he tries to create an account on my site with that email address or that IP address, which is the only IP address he ever posted from, which so I assume it's his home IP address, um, it will say fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, you've been banned. <laughs> And we can definitely call the Banhammer Mew Mew from now on. I and I'm gonna install this Banhammer on Rough Trade too. So um, yeah, keep fucking with me, people. <clears throat> I don't understand. I mean, all I told him was that I didn't want him pointing out my typos, because I'm not going to fix them, so why bother? And I didn't want his con, the, the, his constructive criticism. And it was like I had punched him in the face. Of course, I also did tell him I didn't think he was qualified to give me writing advice. So that probably didn't help. Mm. 
you know, saying. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, so that happened. And <laughs> and normally I don't engage trolls, but I've been contrary this week. And, you know, his unsolicited um, and non-consensual beta uh, really irritated me. And I get a lot of bitchy comments and emails, but it's actually been a long time since I've gotten unsolicited beta. Because everybody knows my policy on it. It says it front page on my site. I don't want to hear it. I don't actually care what you would have wanted to write. Write your own fucking story, Brad. If you're listening, Brad. You're a really annoying asshole. So, Rowan says um, that this person has been doing this for years under different names. I, I find that not surprising at all. Um, though he did claim in his comments to me that um, I um, my response was uh, the most extreme he'd ever encountered, basically. Um, I don't know how that could possibly be true if he's been trolling the way he has because I didn't even tell him what I really thought. I just, you know, tell him all the things that I thought. I did tell him he was an asshole because he is. And he did, he did violate the Wheaton rule. Don't be a dick. Because he was definitely a dick. Barbara says, back in the day of Yahoo Chat, when I was pissy, I would actually troll hunt so I could fight. Hangs my head. You know what? I would totally do that. I have no problem with that. One night we got on YouTube, me and a whole bunch of minions, and um, picked a fight with a troll. So I'm not above it. I'm totally not above it. And what happens is, is normally when I point out to somebody, I don't actually want your um, constructive criticism, um, but thanks. That's it. That, that's all I get. Sometimes I get an apology. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize, and da da da, and they, and they go on. This person was actually like super offended that I didn't want his advice. So the end result is, is that I'm oversensitive, and that I need pandering. And um, the fact of the matter is, is that when I first started my website, when I was over on blog. Uh, when I was on WordPress.com, um, I actually had my comments turned off for like five months when I first started the site, and I wasn't really posting anything but that one um, series, um, Dark Places in the Soul. And I actually got several emails from people who were bitching about having to send their feedback to me via email because I didn't have a comment form. So I turned comments on. And that's the only reason they're on to this day, because I don't want to get bitchy emails from you people because you can't leave comments, because some people like to leave comments. And I don't, I like comments, they're fine. I'm not going to say they're not. I'm not going to say I don't enjoy feedback, because I do enjoy feedback. But if I never got another comment on my website as long as I lived, um, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Just saying. Because I don't need it. 
I like it, and I like my readers, um, and I post stuff for you to read because I assume you'll find it entertaining, but I write for me, as you all know, and I don't I don't need the validation. <clears throat> Some people do. And I I I don't even want to know how many people this this man has um inflicted himself upon um over the years and just and apparently since I'm or I was it was, I, he had a very rare experience with me I'm one of just a few people who's ever in their life uh, stood up to him and said hey actually I don't care what you think and I don't care. I care even less what you would have done. Or, and Dark, and I can't say your other part. Dark says, or driven out of fandoms, it makes me sick. That's right. Because writers do get, they get picked and picked and picked and picked until they can't take it anymore. And they either leave, or they stop writing, or they get mad like me. I'm not mad. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at this person individually. I found his behavior irritating, and I and the only reason I banned him is because he disrespected me. That's why he was banned. He disrespected me. I told him specifically, do not comment on my site again. And he turned around and commented again. So I deleted his account, and I banned his ability to create a new one. He can still read on my site. He just can't make any comments. Because of the disrespect. He can disagree all he wants to, and I don't care. But when I ask you not to do something on the site that I pay for, and you do it again anyway, there are going to be consequences. And it's that simple. In other news, I wrote 4,000 words of Sirius and Cassius getting it on like gangbusters for Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond. It really has no purpose to the plot. It's just pure porn. Um, well, it's not all 4,000 words is porn, but a lot of it is. And um, it serves absolutely no plot purpose whatsoever. And I'm not, And I, I, to be perfectly honest, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna confess this. It's revenge. I'm gonna slap that big gay slash sex scene right in the middle of my biggest het story out of revenge. He won't be able to log in from his house regardless of whether or not he creates an account somewhere else or not. That, that, that was a question in the chat room. The band hammer works where um, an email address and an IP are banned. So that IP address can, in theory, never log into my site again, whether he has an account or not. There is rimming, and I am not warning for any of it. I'm not warning for a fucking thing. Boom, it's going to be there. Boom. 
point discussing it on my chat on my radio show qualifies as a warning. Um, I'm just saying this is what's going to happen. I don't, you know, the thing is, is, you warn for violence, you warn for rape, you warn for pedophilia, you warn for rape, rape, rape. You warn for that. You warn for murder, and you warn for child abuse. Um, and somebody else asked for this too, Azor. So it's not just you. I'm, I, I'm not picking on you. I, I know you were playing. And I warn for BDSM because some people can't handle that and consider it dubious consent or non or non con and whatever. That's fine. I, I warn for that and character death. Sometimes I warn for character. Death. I've never actually killed anybody yet. Yeah, I did. I totally did. But they weren't a main character, so I didn't warn for character death. Does that count? I killed the shit out of, of Koya in um uh, ever how you say that. And Sentinels of Atlantis, and I did not warn for character death. Um, <clears throat> but I don't consider gay sex any part of gay sex like that um, in the same category as all that other stuff. So there's no reason whatsoever to warn for it. I don't warn for Slash. When I first started um, posting my stuff, I did. I didn't know any better. I I was just following what everybody else was doing in fandom. And then I had a big think about it. That's what I said, a big think about it. And I realized that equating gay sex with murder and pedophilia was terrible. It was a terrible thing to do. And I couldn't believe I was doing it. And so I stopped doing it. And I'm pretty sure I edited most, if not all, of the stuff on my site to reflect that. Because it it in no way qualifies as something you need to warn for. And if gay sex triggers you, you need to not even be on my website. It's a mistake to be on my website. <laughs> and don't go into the chat room. I'm just saying, never go into my chat room if gay sex triggers you. I the only indication you're ever going to get from me that that there's going to be gay sex or slash in a story will be in the pairing. If I put a pairing in the pairing section, that's the only um warning anybody can um realistically expect. Just saying. I'm not going to um, mark it off. Incoming, gay sex, skip this part. No, it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. And it's just not. It's just never going to happen. Anyways, I just whispered that, so I'm not sure if you actually heard it, but it amused me to do it that way. Uh we're going to talk about uh, April Rough Trade, and the official challenge is to write two 20K stories. You've got 14 days to write each one, and I'll put up a sign-up mm, probably February, I don't know, February, um, to start uh, just, just the official challenge. Um, my take on the challenge is going to be, okay, the official challenge is you have to write two stories, one historical. Hold on. 
totally. Just give me a minute. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, okay, if you go to the About site on Rough Trade, about the site menu, you'll see the schedule and... Um, we're going to do the challenge um, in April in two sections. Uh, 4.115 to 4.14 is going to be our historical AU challenge. And then challenge two is going to be... Uh, hmm, can't believe that totally fell out of my head what the general challenge is. And I think it's because I uh have already spent so much time doing my own <clears throat> immortality. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Okay. So the official challenge is that the first one is an AU historical, any fandom, original, whatever you want to do. In the second one, um, your challenge is to explore the concept of immortality. Now, what I'm going to do with mine is I'm going to set up two stories that are connected. My historical AU will be the introduction of my immortal souls um, AU. And what's going to happen is, is I'm going to take a historical pairing and then they're going to be reincarnated into a contemporary pairing as part of um, part of the Immortal Souls. So um, my idea was to take John Watson and Sherlock Holmes and write my first 20K story in the historical AU uh, about John and Sherlock. And I don't know exactly what the story is going to be, but it's going to be uh, 20K. And then my second story is going to be about the reincarnation of John Watson and Sherlock Holmes into the bodies of John Shepard and Rodney McKay. So what's going to happen is on John Shepard's 18th birthday, he's going to wake up and remember being John Watson. He's going to remember being a medical doctor, and he's going to remember going to war, and he's going to, he's, he's going to remember Sherlock Holmes and falling in love with Sherlock Holmes. And at the same time, a couple weeks or so down the road, whenever you know Rodney's 18th birthday is, he's going to wake up and remember being Sherlock Holmes. So that's my idea. So that's my and I'm it's, I'm I'm, I'm going to call the the whole concept immortal souls. Now you don't have to do this to participate in April. You're only thing in April is you have to do an historical AU, and in your second challenge you have to do a uh, immortal concept. You could do vampires, you could do werewolves, you could do whatever the hell you want. This is just what I'm going to do. And Lady Holder is going to do Merlin and Harry Potter, and she's actually on hold, so I'm going to get her. Hello, Hello, Lady Holder. 
Hello. How you doing? For those of you who are having problems and you keep rebooting, you might just want to call in and listen that way. That might help. I don't know. It's a little bit easier. It's actually, it works out well for me. So. Yeah. If you have unlimited long distance, that is, you know. Works out great for me after that. What are you doing? Yeah. So if you would like to play along and do what I'm doing, I'm going to write up a uh, a big concept for it on um, and, and put it up on Rough Trade when I do the challenge. But you don't have to. All you have to do to participate is to write an historical AU and and a story about immortality. You could, you know, do whatever the hell you want. Mine is mine is is a little bit. Well, mine they 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 figure out who they were a little bit younger than than yours, because mm-hmm. um, mine is Arthur and Merlin, and yes, it'll be the BBC group, and so um, you know they they have their original lives, and then then they're they're reincarnated, and they come back, and the problem is, poor bastards. Um, they come back in the Harry Potter universe, Wizarding London, and and all. And since Arthur is slightly older, on his 11th birthday he wakes up and is not real happy with himself. What is it? Six weeks later, Harry uh, Merlin wakes up and is Harry Potter and is again not real happy with himself. So or his circumstances, just well some bullshit. Oh, his circumstances have pissed him off to the max. And the only good thing is, if if I'm if if you think about it, every single wizard in London uses a fucking wand. Merlin doesn't. So it will be very interesting to see what happens the first time the Dursleys get stroppy with him. Well I think here's the question. He doesn't hmm. use a wand, but Harry Potter's going to need a wand. No, Harry Potter's going to accept a wand. Right, but he's going to have to have the, the public persona of needing a wand. Right. Right? So right. that'll be interesting. I wonder if the he... ministry tracks the wand or the Magnus. We'll see, because Dobby got Harry in trouble. Mm-hmm. All right, but... It also, I don't know. It's from from everything I've seen. Fanon, I think, says it's on the wand, but yeah, it, it's going to be an. What's interesting, interesting? What's interesting about that is okay. Dobby got Harry in trouble by levitating the um, mm-hmm. cake thing, right? Well, why mm-hmm. didn't Dobby get Harry in trouble when he popped into the room? But here's the thing. Um, if you if you think about it this way, Dobby was imitating Harry's magic. Maybe, but that's not what Joanne said. I know. What Joanne said was is that Dobby performed magic and it fucked Harry up. This is this is this is the canon, but Do- that isn't the first magic that Dobby performs in the house. Mm-mm. No, or you know, the, but you the, the assume he was doing it on purpose, but Joanne never says it. 
You don't know how Dobby actually triggered the uh, notification. Mm-hmm. We don't. We really and here's don't know a, how. here's another thing. Um, Chris has a point. Who cares about Senate? Also, <laughs> also, but I don't care. I just, I, I just, it's just, a, it's just something that's always bothered me. Harry actually does two acts of magic during the Dementor incident, mm-hmm. but he only gets in trouble for the one. And here's yes, the kicker, he and it's important to you. To die. It's important to you because Harry lit his wand wandless, and it mm-hmm. wasn't mentioned in his letter. Nope. But when he used his wand, it was. Mm-hmm. So you can assume that Dobby did it on trouble on on. Yeah, Tonks does a pack spell. So if it is attached to his wand, then Harry can do whatever the hell he wants to the Dursleys. One, mm-hmm. he just you know, and then he doesn't. But it still doesn't explain Dobby. Dobby had to do no. it on purpose, but how did he do it on purpose? Because mm. if Harry got I away with wandless magic before mm-hmm. or after, and he does, and where is the monitor? It's a spell. It doesn't have to be on anything, or you know, all it has to be is there. It and has to be way, on Harry. So if the trace is on Harry, then how did anything Dobby do have any impact? I don't know. It's just it's one big plot it's hole, and it's always bothered the pure fuck out of me. Also, Hermione does magic on Diagon Alley and doesn't get a warning. But Diagon Alley is magic. It's a magic place. But There's, if the trace is on her, then it shouldn't matter. But it's magic where magic is supposed to be. And it's still that's, that's, on that's her, here. and she still uses her wand with purpose, does magic outside of school during the summer. It is a big, giant fucking plot hole, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, Honestly, I think that whole too. thing with you can't do magic on the summer was just something she added on to fuck with Harry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One more thing to make Harry's life difficult. Yep. Oh, and by the way, there's uh, Rowan uh, mentions, um, and God, I've got to stop typing, guys. Um, she mentions if Harry doesn't need the wand and it's basic, and it's basically a pretty stick. Voldy's wand is nearly identical. Does that mean Voldy uh, was Mordred? Thank you. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of crazy, yes. actually, considering isn't. Yes. Hmm. Isn't Mordred um, Arthur's son? No, Hermione does magic on the train, yes. But in the second or third book, Hermione does magic on Diagon Alley after she got a letter saying she shouldn't do it. And she never got a warning. The, The best explanation I've heard come from that was that, um, what they were looking for, there's a flare of magic, but it was in a place where magic was expected and appropriate, Diagon Alley or Hogwarts or any of the, the magical places um, or homes like, um, like the borough. If you, if you had a magical flare in Little Surrey, okay, that is Again. the muggle area. 
Again, it doesn't make sense if the trace is attached to the wizard. Mm-hmm. It literally should not make a difference where that person is. It is the biggest, stupidest plot hole in all of Harry Potter. It is. I'm just saying. Well, not the biggest. It is. There's a big one. No, there's one. lots of other big ones. <laughs> Oh, but that's a big one, and it really bothers me. I really just do think it was author sadism. It was just a way for her to fuck Harry one more time. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, that's, that's yeah, we're going to send you back to those horrible muggles, and you can't defend yourself. Fuck you, Harry Potter. Uh-huh. Fuck you. Yep. <sighs> Exactly, Battle on. How does it get attached? Does it get put on when you buy a wand? I think so. If so, then how does accidental magic in childhood get taken care of? Because you know there's got to be muggle-borns who bump their whole fucking birthday party. Mm-hmm. Blew a hole in their room. That somebody's having a grand old time of living the fuck out of people for that. So magical monitors have to be set up all over the world. To monitor for mm-hmm. accidental magic, but if they have monitors, either that, or either that or Harry's just a lucky bastard who, because of who he was and the two people that became his best friends, they couldn't put magical monitors on the burrow. It wouldn't work, not with the whole magical family. So they stuffed it on Hermione, because frankly, of the three of them, she was the most intelligent. Um, and they stuffed it on Harry, and they bollocks them both. As best and it worked. But see, no, it it's still it's still stupid. It, it drives me fucking insane. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> yes, but my my guys, they're they're gonna wake up at eleven. You know, they're they're going to wake, open their eyes, and you know, it's basically gonna be I'm going to kill Mer, uh, Merlin. He's going to die. He f- <laughs> fucking put me in the darkest place he could find. He's going to die, and you know, sit there like that. And, yeah. Kira and I were talking earlier today in between her getting her groceries and um, cursing at her at her dearly beloved spouse. Um, Canon, Harry's the hat stall. Harry is the hat stall because the hat is just utterly nonplussed about what it's got. And mine... I think it's going to be Draco who's going to be the hat stall because there is no way on any former creation that Arthur Pendragon is going to go into Slytherin and become, to quote somebody, a dark little blighter. So, <laughs> so it's it's definitely going to be an interesting, interesting little comment. Uh, thing I'm going to be doing. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Senna, the awesome exactly. Senna, is going to do Spartacus and Pacific Rim Halo. It's going to be awesome. Which, yeah, which that one I know nothing about. Spartacus I know some about. Don't know anything about Pacific Rim. So it'll be an interesting read. Yeah, no, trolling bad. I don't get away with trolling. Are you kidding? Bad. No trolling. 
<clears throat> you know? If I can't get away with trolling, what the hell makes you think you people can? <laughs> Jesus. I, you know, I, I, I know that it's probably entertaining to you when I do shit like I did this week with this, with this person, but I want you to know that I got so... The thing is, is it's not worth the, the, no, it's not comfortable, it's not, it's, it's, it's funny only in hindsight, it's not funny to live through, because. The first time, the first time I was just a little irritated, but I have to tell you that by the end of it, it was very disrespectful and insulting, mm-hmm. and I, um, I don't mean to ruin your amusement at the entire situation, but <clears throat> I don't think there's any fucking thing funny about disrespect. And that's what mm-hmm. trolling boils down to. Um yep. and uh-uh. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. not so much. Oh, and by the way, Azure, I am not a fucking care bear. I don't care. For the love of God <coughs> You know, I'm not not even the the, the damn bunny thingy or the the thing I have on my Facebook. But, it's a school bear. Right, because I actually um I didn't I didn't write um two days this week because of general irritation just with the whole situation. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so um. Mhm. Zombie bear. <laughs> Have you seen my my new little thing? He's great. Azure found him for me. Mm. Oh, by the way, speaking oh, no. speaking of of announcements in minionhood, um, Serena Furbach. I can't. I know. I just mispronounced her her last name. There's going to be a new minion. She's currently um, three months along, and she's got a post up in headquarters. Absolutely adorable, and I don't know where she found him, but he's gorgeous. He's a baby minion. He's got a, a nook in. He's got his goggles on with his little beanie hat and diaper. He's gorgeous. So go check it out. Give her some congratulations for that. On to other things. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. I don't know. I just... um I like to argue. You do. You and I do a lot of it. No, I mean, no, no. Not, not me and you. I like to argue. Oh, you mean not the stuff that you and I, I do? Like we, to we... Make, I like to make somebody so furious they can't speak. That's what I mean. Oh, that, that isn't what I we do. No. No. I like to do that. It's not appropriate. And Not I so normally much, no. feel bad afterwards for like at least five minutes. <laughs> why, why do you just? I'm just saying mouth? I do. Oh my god! Which is why I d- Which is why I don't engage trolls normally. I mean, I there, his comment. Honestly, I didn't expect it to go in that direction. I just assumed he'd say, oh, my bad, sorry, and move on. I didn't expect him to dig in and and try mm-hmm. to justify his non-consensual beta. 
and make me out like I'm a super sensitive crybaby because I don't want to hear his opinion. And maybe I should have expected it. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I hope he's mad. I hope he is so mad. I don't care. Um, I fully expect the Spanish Inquisition on a damn near a daily basis, Azor. It would be foolishly optimistic not to. Mm, point. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. Anyways, so our challenge for April will run from April 1st to April 14th for the historical AU. And then challenge two will run from April 16th to April 30th for the immortal uh, theme. Mm-hmm. Challenge, and you can either connect them or not. I don't carry the way. It's not a requirement. No, it's not a requirement. Uh, I just think it'll be fun, and that's what I'm going to do. And you're welcome to join me if you want to. And I will be expanding on my idea in a post um, later on. Uh, for the record, we will clean off. Uh, I will clean off um, the site on March 1st so that we can start the sign-up. And sign-up will run from March 1st to March 15th, and then we will begin our challenge on April 1st. I will not, under any circumstances, accept late registrations for this next challenge. I'm so serious. Mm-hmm. So don't fucking ask. <laughs> This is kind of where I wish there was a running um, uh, ticker for our our chat room just to to keep an eye on the over-actors that we have because for all the fact that these people are typing everything in, they managed to get some really interesting emotion in their... their, um, their posts, including the fact that for some reason Azur just reminded me of Jim Carrey and is overacting. Good job, Azur. Mm. I don't like him. Can't stand him. Just can't fucking stand Same. him. No bashing or value judgments. I just don't like him. Yeah. I'm not terribly fond of Adam Sandler either. My humor got trained up by Mel Brooks, and um, yeah, I'll take that. Thanks. Um, also, I don't watch Elementary because I don't like Lucy Liu. No, I think it, for me it was more the thought of um, Watson being a girl that kind of made me twitch. I have but, no problem okay, with that. So, Whatsoever, I would have preferred a female Sherlock. 
if they were going to switch it up, they should have given us a female Sherlock. And they cast that really awesome actress from um, Warehouse 13 who played H.G. Wells to be the Sherlock. It would have been amazing. But no. <laughs> we got Lucy Lou. Yeah. Yeah, well. So you got Lucy Lou. Could have been worse. I would have, I would have, just think, um, she could have been Sherlock, and the guy playing Sherlock could have been John Watson. There's a thought. Yeah. Yeah. What's that chick's (laughs) name? Um, I don't know. I'm going to look her up. Uh, Giving me um, an actual, Jamie Murray. Jamie Murray was her uh, was her name. I'm going to put a link up in um, the chat room. Uh, Murray M U R R A Y, amazing. She would have been a fantastic Sherlock Holmes. Hmm. Things to think about then. Oh, yeah, that would have been an interesting Sherlock. Oh, finally. Doing the hunt for characters again, people's faces. It gets interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, if if I wrote a gender um, bender, uh, I would definitely put a, a female Sherlock Holmes. And yes, I could see Tom Hiddleston being Watson. I would have no problem with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you just want Tom somewhere where you can play with him. He's beautiful. He's very beautiful. I'm not going to disagree on this. He's beautiful, and he's and he's very limber. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, you're having a good day. He's he's all the things you you want. Bendy, yes, he's bendy. He's he's bendy and he's beautiful and um he has that that gorgeous smile and you just know uh-huh. you just know that he's he's the kind of man that when he takes you to bed, he takes you to bed. <laughs> There's like boom. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's no, you know, <clears throat> I could write him either as a submissive or a dominant. I would have I have no problem with it. I could I could write him either way. Um, and um, you just want to eat him with a spoon, is what the, the thing is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No spoon required. <laughs> just saying. Huh? I have very few boundaries. <laughs> Huh. Boundaries, Kira. Hmm. Not that I've seen mm. yet. Not really, no. Yeah. Yeah. Just, mm, yeah. So I could totally, yeah, I could totally see him as John Watson and, and her as Sherlock. Um, uh, newsflash, they probably would not last a single episode without fucking. <laughs> it's an amazing thing to me that, I mean, how in the hell can... 
in and the BBC Sherlock, with as much eye fucking as is going on in there, how in the hell can they can they tell us with a straight face everybody's straight? The hell, really? You expect us to believe that shit? <sighs> it's ridiculous. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Take it as it comes. As it comes. I don't, you know. (laughs) Sorry. I, uh. I don't know that Sherlock, um, is, is, uh, baiting. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that, um, they don't have to, they don't have to bait because the relationship between Sherlock Holmes and John Watson is, is intimate and it is intimate in every single Sherlock Holmes incarnation I've ever watched. Every single one. Um, they don't have to bait you. It was written that way. Mm-hmm. They were created that way. They're like two halves of of a single a person. A very twisted whole. And um there's no there's no need to to exaggerate it. Because the 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 two characters themselves are just like puzzle pieces, they just snap together, and then they're there. They're there together, and you, you don't have to do anything when yeah, you're reading it, or you're it, watching it. The two of them, they are. You can't have one without the other. It doesn't. It doesn't work well, and they don't. They can function, but they don't function well. Okay, which is. One of the many, many reasons why, um, well, that might be why we got the porn stash on on the BBC Watson, because he just he just wasn't functioning. Yeah, but it's from everything I've seen, if if Sherlock. If Sherlock did not have Watson, he probably would have burnt himself up from the inside and either crawled back uh, into some dealer's Coke bag or, well, the swan dive off the the roof, who knows what it would have, what really would have been. So, who knows? Watson is the reason he keeps breathing, it seems. And that's always been the case, so they don't have to bait. No. And they didn't. What you saw was two characters come together in a very organic way, and that's the way it's written in the mm-hmm. books. <clears throat> and if anything, Sherlock is just one big love letter to fandom. Mm-hmm. It is candy. It is fan fiction at its height, because that's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's fan fiction. Yeah, it's um, it's really good fan fiction. 
You know, it's the type of fan fiction that, you know, you, uh, yeah, that you want to have. So. Hmm. Not too happy that, you know, apparently our system is, is not letting everybody hear on time, so sorry. I don't know what that is. I don't have any control over that. Um, mm-hmm. And since it's happening to multiple people, um, I don't think it's just, you know, one person. And, you know, so there's no it, – mm-hmm. it, it's blog talk itself and not like your browser or your computer. And so rebooting isn't going to help. Right. Sorry. Um, I don't actually know. If I'm being hacked, it wouldn't be personally to me. It would be Blog Talk Radio, and um, I have zero. I'm, I'm just a guest on Blog Talk Radio, uh, so I have no recourse mm-hmm. and no information to Very good. um to give to that. <clears throat> I don't know. I, th- I think the character of, of Mary. Um, I think um, Mary was what, a. Uh, go. Doyle didn't write Watson and Sherlock gay. They are men of their time, men he would have spent time with himself, men he would have gone to to clubs with, men he would have, you know, it's just that was the way they were. And at no point do I believe that Mary was a beard. No. I don't believe that. I believe that Doyle um, gave John a love interest and then killed her for ratings. Because you guys remember that Sherlock Holmes was was published in newspapers originally, and so the more copies he sold, the more successful it was, and um, the more money he would have made. So the the whole storyline of of Mary and and her death um, was probably to draw in female readers and to encourage sales. And when he got tired of writing it, he killed Sherlock Holmes off, and ooh, the backlash was terrible. Oh yeah, that was bad. Right. Um. So. When you see Mary appear in the in the short stories in the books that of 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 Sherlock Holmes, uh, she's not a beard because Doyle was a man of his time and he did not write Sherlock Holmes and John Watson together as a couple. Mm-mm. It would never have occurred to him. No. Um, but what she was was. Uh, a method of drawing in new readers, keeping readers interested, mm-hmm. and because uh, it was published as a serial, it it, it wasn't mm-hmm. published as one big book. And the, so Mary thing- was just a, she was just a plot twist. And when and when he got tired of writing her, he killed her. Mm-hmm. When she got in the, the way of the for- story he wanted to tell, he killed her off. Mm-hmm. Which makes him sort of like that dude that writes Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. 
saying. Mm-hmm. Mary is obviously not going to sit on the throne. Um, so, but yeah, so I, I fully expect the character of, of Mary to die in the next season of um, Sherlock. They've actually done a pretty good job of, of paying tribute to the. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think that Mary will. I don't. She. The series ended with her pregnant, right? Mm, not a clue. Is Mary pregnant? They're saying yes. In the Somebody chat just says Karen. Karen just says yes, though. So. If she's listening in real time and not ten minutes behind. Okay. So sure. Mary, um, Mary is pregnant. I think that Mary and child will die in childbirth because a kid is going to hinder John's ability to run around London with Sherlock solving crime. It'll be a terrible emotional experience. John will cry, and Mary and child will die either before or after, like like during birth or before, you know. So I don't, I really don't see how they're going to be able to keep John and Sherlock doing what they do Apparently, from the the start or from the the Baker Street wiki, she mm-hmm. is pregnant with a daughter. Right. I don't see that kid surviving. Yeah. Can't see it either. Because how? Because how the hell is John gonna leave in the middle of the night to go off with Sherlock? Because we all yeah, know Mary's gonna die. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or Mary's going to leave him and take the kid and run. Huh. I just don't see it. It's if they're going to yes, do, if uh, they're going to keep it a genuine Sherlock Holmes situation, John has to come back Baker Street, a widow. Huh. I've seen Mary leaving of her own free will. I think if she was kidnapped, John would be so focused on finding her and the kid, he'd never do anything else but that. And he'd make Sherlock help him. So and who here, wants to spend it. the next season of movies of, of John looking for Mary? I don't. Yeah, here, here's the thing for, for me with, with um, John Watson, any John Watson that I've I've ever read who is not completely out of character. That man is a very good man. He's a very calm man. He is very slow to anger. You light that temper on fire, you're going to burn the world down. And he's going to burn you with it. And the only people who are safe are his people. And for... John Watson, it's his wife, it's his kid, it's Sherlock, and everybody else is just a couple steps removed. Don't well, fuck let's, with Well, let's be perfectly honest. In canon, in actual canon, it's just Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
everyone takes a back seat to Sherlock, which is why mm-hmm. I think unless they plan to write this this next season and it's the series and it would be the last, um, the in canon John puts Sherlock first, and John can't do that if he's actually married with a kid. It will make you hate John. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want that, Mary's going to die. Yep. <laughs> yes, you saw that too. <laughs> Azura posted a picture in the chat room, and it's of Chris Evans looking beautiful, saying, Hi. Yes. Let me get it. Um, hi, I'm Chris Evans, and your girlfriend thinks of me when you have sex. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Anyways, I just, you know, yeah, so Mary's going to die. In canon. I see that happening. Well, in canon, she does die. I see that happening on the show as well. I don't mm-hmm. think um, they can really maintain the momentum of the series with Sherlock and John um, together as partners in this this whole thing with it with him being married. Um, and in the next Sherlock Holmes movie, I fully expect Mary to die in that too, because <laughs> it is canon. <laughs> It'll be so sad. Poor Jude Law. But it's okay, because he'll have Sherlock. <laughs> now, see, in yep. the in the canon, in the Sherlock Holmes canon, Mary dies of consumption, right? Um, uh, and so. Holmes comes back to London mm-hmm. because uh, of Mary's illness or her death, and mm-hmm. also because... Um, uh, Moriarty's second in command mm-hmm. uh, targets Watson, and so I don't know. And so Sherlock comes back to London to trap him. What was his name? Um, Colonel. Uh, what was his name? Sebastian Which one are we talking? Moran. Moran. Yeah. Sebastian okay. Moran. Um, Sebastian Moran. Uh, he comes back to London to trap Sebastian Moran and to, um, you know, pick up his Dr. Watson. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's, um, the the only thing I have to say about, you know, movie uh, Sherlock and movie <clears throat> Watson is if, Mary dies in the movies, which the chances of her living through the end of the movie are slim and none, and slim has left the building. Um, I really, really hope that Sherlock doesn't use that same um, disguise that he used on the train. All right. Just about any disguise is better than the one he used on the train. So. <laughs> Yeah, he made an ugly woman, which is really interesting. Oh, my God. I always kind of thought that Robert Downey Jr. would make a beautiful woman. Um, Not I that think way, he didn't. Sort of put some effort into it, he might. Um, what, I, you know, um, I, in canon, um, Claire's right, I do believe that Mary dies and then Sherlock Holmes comes 
com- comes home to London mm-hmm. to take care of John. Um, what happens um, in the movie is that we, at the end of it, um, John is living in his house with Mary, and he's going about his life, and you can hear you know, he he's grieving, and then he gets a a indication from from Sherlock that he's not dead. Mm-hmm. He gets a package. And then you see Sherlock Holmes um, get up and he's disguised himself as part of a chair and he leaves the room after John Watson. And so you know, so you know as the viewer that Sherlock Holmes survived. But I think that we won't, I think that when the new movie opens up, it will be very soon after or maybe as Mary is dying. I don't think we're going to get a long, drawn-out situation. I think they'll probably kill her the same way she died in canon, which is consumption, and um, that will bring that Sherlock Holmes accurate. back to London. And and that, that will bring Sherlock Holmes accurate. back to London, yeah. So It will be, um, yeah, that one will, will be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. The BBC one... Mm. That one's gonna hurt. I see more. her getting. I see her getting shot and killed. I I see her um, chest shot. Um, I don't. See, the thing is, is that she's pregnant. So I don't know how they're gonna start it off. I mean, how pregnant is she gonna be? Is the baby gonna already be here? Um, five months. Well, it's somewhere in the five month window that they can tell sex. So she's at least that far along. So yeah, so I don't you know unless they just made that shit up as they went along. Uh, I don't you know so I don't I I don't see Mary I don't see realistically as a writer if they intend to continue to to honor the canon as, as much as they have and in the way they have I don't see how Mary can survive. Well, we don't have any um, reliable option for season five. We just have season four. But I think they'll probably kill her very early on into the pregnancy, or it might end up that when they open the new series, she'll already be dead. There's a thought. Because as a writer, if if, if I was going to open up the next season of, of Sherlock, um, I would have John in the cemetery again. And instead of talking to Sherlock Holmes, headstone, he's talking to Mary's. And the baby. Um, the the death and childbirth, it still happens today. It's it's still something that... Oh, yeah, childbirth um, is the most dangerous thing a woman can do. But I do like yep. the idea of the camera panning across the cemetery and, and focusing on John, and John's talking to Mary, and... Like he did Sherlock, and he's you know he's moving through this, and then Sherlock appears you know, just off to the side, and and John goes, okay, I have to go, I, I have things to do, but I just you know I wanted to mm-hmm. to come talk yep. to you today, and I'll be back, and then he walks out of the cemetery with um with Sherlock, and the new series opens up just like that. I think that <laughs> has a lot of um, powerful imagery in it. 
<coughs> Especially considering his um, relationship with the cemetery already. <coughs> just, you know, that's just how I would do it. I w- it'll, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how they do it. it and that way you don't have to deal with that whole death scene and, you know, it's it's after the fact. You can, um, there's been some grieving, so, so, so John's not just, you know, um, he's past that point and so that he can function and he's, you know, trying to he's move past- on. And, you know. Yeah, it's past, he's past the suicidal rage portion of it. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, so then you can use Miss H- uh, Miss Hudson to tell the viewer how Mary died. Mm-hmm. Because she's chatty and she's a gossip. Mm-hmm. Or you can um, work it into the show where she says, oh, well, you know, poor Dr. Watson. His wife died, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just, and then, you know, it's established and they move on and you, you keep on going. Mm-hmm. And then there's always the classic phrase, um, not your housekeeper, dear. <laughs> but definitely the biggest gossip in the neighborhood. Yes, so, but that's how I would do it. It'll be like I said. It'll be interesting to see how they do it. Mhm. Yes, it will. Hmm. Yeah, the seasons are they're tiny on the BBC, but they pack a lot of punch. Hmm. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. If Rodney is going to be Sherlock, a Sherlock from a time period where he had ready access to cocaine and enjoyed the hell out of it, and who wakes up at 18 remembering he's Sherlock, is he going to dabble? No. Okay. I don't do that. I don't write drug <laughs> use in my, in my stories. I, I, I never have. Okay. Um. I rarely is ever gonna... write um, alcoholism either. Mm-hmm. Drink, yes. Is alcoholism, gonna... no. Yeah, is it going to be a case of, was I fucking stupid? Why would I go and do something like that when he's well, thinking about it? The thing is, is he's also going to realize that Sherlock was a man of his time, and no one knew, really. I mean, yeah, people did it, and it, some people had a real problem with it, and some people couldn't function. Mm-hmm. But Sherlock never really had that problem. Not so much, no. So it was um, it was recreational to, um, to Sherlock Holmes, and it wasn't considered a crime, and it wasn't considered. I mean, you you could buy heroin at the fucking corner store. Mm-hmm. You could buy opium, like like we were talking about earlier, in a bottle in the 1700s. You could buy it in a fucking bottle. You could buy it cough up syrup, until cops. Um, um, cough syrup had heroin in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, so you could buy you could buy laudanum. Which was opi it was an opiate up until yeah. up until almost the twentieth. Yeah, right. laudanum. In a bottle. Uh huh. It was used totally for hysteria. Of course that was masturbation, but that's that's beside the point. <clears throat> well, that's why they came up with vibrators, didn't you realize that? Mhm. Yeah, it was for women's it was for women's hysterics. 
And it was good for the skin, Rogue. So, but yeah. yeah um, all, never going to happen. See, it was also green. I've never seen Sherlock Holmes as a drug addict. Mm-hmm. But I was really relieved that in the movies they never brought it up. Because I'll tell you this, I could not watch Robert Downey Jr. pretend to take cocaine. Oh, that would not have gone over well. I, I, because what is just pretending pushed him over the edge? And and, and he went back Mm -hmm. in that horrible place where he was. And and, and he's Mm -hmm. done so well. He has. He's done phenomenally well. And I, I, there's no way I could have watched him pretend to take heroin or, or no. So I'm, I was really, really relieved that they didn't let, let the character go there in the movies. I was just really relieved. But no, so um, I don't think I'm even going to mention the drug use because it, it, it doesn't, okay. you know. Oh, I just I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so there's just something you just skip, you know. Skip on, move on. Well, and what's our, really okay, interesting is um, the uh, the patches in, in Sherlock, the the the, the nicotine. He have four or five running down his arm. That's terrible and kind of funny. Uh huh. Well, that's that's BBC. Okay. So I guess my right, question yeah. is, are, are you going to use Movieverse? Um, yes, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to use Movieverse. The, the guy Richie. God. Oh, I want to hear. I, I'm hoping. I got my fingers crossed for a comment about blue eyeshadow. Just as not. <laughs> oh, but then again, I'm just mad. I, I, I'm I'm a little bit evil when it comes to that. I think it'd be funny. So my yeah. So my intention is um, is uh, I would rather write it in such a way that Mary never happened, because I don't want to bash Mary as a character. And I don't want to mm-hmm. um, glory in her death. And I've tried to be very careful with that. And, and when I wrote my one little Sherlock Holmes fic, um, I was very careful with the character of Mary because um, I never saw her as an obstacle to mm-hmm. John and Sherlock's relationship because she wasn't an obstacle to me. The biggest obstacle, I think, to them having a relationship is Sherlock Holmes himself. Oh, Yes. Yeah, he's he's a he's a darling man, but God Almighty, it's just there's something. Um, and when when I, when I wrote that part about Sherlock, um, and maybe I'll use that expand on that. And Mary's already dead. I don't know. Anyways, the for me it was that. Sherlock couldn't take that step, and John wasn't going to wait. And and mm-hmm. that's what I wrote, that Sherlock couldn't take that step, and John wasn't going to wait. And um, I uh, – so I don't want to write Mary as an obstacle or as a bad guy or just as someone who's um, an in the way. An optimistic person? Right. I don't want to write her that way. Um, I don't want to write her as – some kind of dishonest uh, mess thrown into the middle of Sherlock mm-hmm. and John. Um, I don't actually like what they've done with the BBC version of Mary for that very reason. 
Um, okay. Uh, she's. Anyways, I don't, I don't appreciate it. Hmm. I kind of like the Mary in the movies. You know, it's more like, okay, if you must be friends. <laughs> there's, there's one. Of, <laughs> because like she's kind of impatient, where she's like to, in, in the beginning, um, and she has mm-hmm. every right to be because he's a real asshole to her, and. What mm-hmm. you see by the end of the third movie, by the end of the second movie, when um, I think she recognizes just how much of Sherlock was a part of John, and in losing Sherlock, she lost part of John. There's a um, story I read ages ago, and no, I don't know where it is. I'd ha- I, I don't even know where to find it at this point. Um, where it had um, John and Mary, you know, got together. They they were a couple. Um, everything was as it as it has been in the in canon, if you will. But one of the things that Mary recognized um, about the relationship between Sherlock and John is that. You can't really have one without the other, and for um, for to to be honest about it, she doesn't have one husband; she has two. Okay, <laughs> um, you know, Sherlock may never do anything, you know, in in uh, in real life, but he's always going to be at her table. He's always going to be involved in their lives, um, and he will always be. It's it's John and Sherlock, or Sherlock and John, depending on your point of view. Okay, and that's how that's how their lives are. And it reminds me of that song and your friend Steve. <laughs> it's um. It's they are they are this this you know this couple that you know um, that's them you know and so that oh, they yeah. eventually it, it it eventually ended up being a threesome where you know um, John was like are you sure <laughs> and it worked out uh, I think that's the the song I don't know. I clicked on it to make sure I'll put it in our links. Hmm. Let's see. Roddy Steve. Uh, are we talking about, um, Colonel Rhodes, Rowan, like in Avengers? Yeah, there's a gym up above with a black man and a white man. Um, Oh. uh, And it reminded somebody of um, Rhodey and Steve. And um, it is a pretty hot gif. Uh, I saw that. I saw that. The song is called Me, You, and Steve, and it's by Garfunkel and Oates. 
I'm going to put um, a link up in the... Uh, I found it. <laughs> in the uh in the thing so that people who are doing the uh the after listening portion of this this whole thing. Yeah. Um okay. Yeah. So yeah. Very distracting. <laughs> so that's kinda of how I okay. see Mary and John and, and Sherlock going about their lives. It's it's her, John, and Sherlock. So yeah, mm-hmm. and I can see Mary. Sure. Like, what the fuck is this fucking problem? At some point, you know, it's just really. Yeah, I can see you know, in a modern version of this, um, Mary going no, Sherlock. As a matter of fact, you cannot be in the delivery room. <laughs> oh God, you know that. <laughs> and he's like, I have never seen this before. Yeah, no, mm, that's going to go over well. We'll get you, you know. a video. Ow! Oh, Azor, that was terrible. Oh, no. Also, why on earth did he have such an epic erection <laughs> around kittens? I mean, what was going on? What else was going on in that room that that erection happened around itty bitty kittens? I'm really uncomfortable. I'm sorry. And for those of you, know, for those of you on the podcast who might be looking for a link at this point, there will not be one. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, that's just fantastic. That's fucking funny. But he got what he deserved uh, for having an erection around a kitten. Well, <laughs> the worst part about this is um, the first the first cat that my oh wait got me. Pause, pause. Are you sure you want to tell the whole internet about this? He can't kill me, and and um, quite frankly, he's told enough people about this. I don't care. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. First kitten the husband ever got me. You know, we're we're I think it was the, the grand total of the second day we had this little guy, and <laughs> we're sleeping in. Everything's lovely. The kitten comes, pats me on the shoulder, goes under the covers, and is exploring under the covers in in our bed, and comes upon this thing, and it twitched. And being a kitten, he reached out and he smacked the shit out of this thing that just, it twitched at it. Now, the problem is, my my dearly beloved husband was sleeping in his altogether. And you can take a wild guess at what twitched. And the kitten used his claws. <laughs> well, the kitten wasn't sleeping in the bed with us for very long because he learned how to fly that day. And the husband went for distance. Okay. <laughs> to this day. I heard the on record, though, that that dude was not asleep. Number one. Oh, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Mine was. Mine was innocent. That erection that did wasn't. not twitch. <laughs> it was flicking. And number two, if he was asleep... Who the fuck was filming their friend or loved one 
with that big epic erection around kittens. This this whole thing bothers me. This whole situation bothers me. I don't know what the hell was going on in that room, but it was terrible. Yes. Terrible. years later. Yes, I know. Fifteen years the husband and I have been married. And he will he, he still does not sleep without something to protect his altogether because God help him, we've got a kitten. I've got a story right. about my cousin Stan. My cousin Stan. Oh no. Um, <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. I I I'm gonna tell the story I'm not using his real name, so okay, my cousin Stan his father <clears throat> you know when little kids are little um, they get thrown into the shower with the the parent of the same sex. That's what happens. Uh-huh. You wash the kid, you push them out the door, or you give them to the spouse. Anyway, my cousin Stan was two or three years old, and um, he had been playing in the mud, and my uncle comes into the house after work, and he gets in the shower, and my aunt strips off my cousin Stan and tosses him in the shower with her husband, save herself some time, right? So, oh, no. Stan... You have to understand that at this point, um, my cousin Stan was a big, huge fan of Tarzan. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he uh, tried to swing, <laughs> and he, oh yeah, he grabbed his father's penis and tried to swing on it. <laughs> He's three. He's three years old. This is, he has no idea what he's done, right? My aunt says my uncle screamed bloody murder. She comes running in there. He's on the floor of their shower, almost crying, and Stan's giggling. Because Stan thought it was the funnest thing ever. Oh and, she, and he said to my aunt, Mommy, I swing. <laughs> so for years afterwards, whenever we wanted to get the best of Stan, he would just say, Mommy, I swing. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. So, you know, <clears throat> that's the last shower my cousin Stan took with his father. Oh, God, that's wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Mommy, I swing. Oh, God. So, For the record, he still does, but not that kind. <laughs> um. Ah. This one is me, um, 38 and a half years ago, maybe more, my parents got gifted with a second honeymoon. Their first one, kind of iffy. Second one, they went to Hawaii. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great, <laughs> apparently. So, since they were living in the same town as their parents, um, I got dropped off with one of my grandparents with a set. And they had a room set up for me like most grandparents do, and it had a crib and all my stuff in there. And, you know, I settled down to sleep 
put quotes over sleep. And it was all angelic and wonderful. And my, no, I don't need oxygen, Missouri. Um, and my grandmother had over one of her friends, and she was singing my praises. Oh, my granddaughter is such a lovely young lady. She's sweet and lovely, and she's, you know, the whole first-time grandmother thing, because I'm her oldest grandchild. And everything's great. My mother is, is there and, you know, doing the whole thing, and she and my dad are, are last-minute instructions and everything, and they're getting ready to go. And I've been quiet. And very quiet. I'm supposedly sleeping. Put your air quotes around this again. And so my grandmother says, do you want to see my granddaughter to her friend? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's go up and see your granddaughter. She, you've been singing your prayers. I'd love to see this pretty little girl. And I was a pretty little girl. Um, and she's humble, and too. so, pardon? <laughs> and so I said, and she's humble, too. Oh, hell no. I knew better. Um, so, you know, they head up the stairs to go see me. They open the door, and my parents take one look and start laughing hysterically, run down the stairs, and haul ass for the airport. Because remember what I said about I had my own crib, all my stuff was there? I was still in diapers. I had oh, no. managed to find, I had managed to find the Vaseline that they used to protect against diaper rash. It was a fresh tub, apparently. I spread Vaseline everywhere. Apparently, when you took apart that crib, years later, you still found Vaseline. (laughs) Everywhere, including on me. Now, they also had talcum powder, that nice Johnson & Johnson white talcum powder. Oh, no. So, I managed to powder and, you know, know, do the Vaseline, and I powdered myself, and I powdered my crib. I was white, apparently. I bet. (laughs) Oh, but you were precious. I was happy as a clam. My grandmother, when she was telling me the story, aside from the dirty looks I got, she said, "You you were so happy with yourself. You were so pleased with yourself. Your parents were shit because they left. <laughs> um, so I, I was a very good baby. Baby, I was quiet. I was, I was helpful. I managed to make sure that I was the cleanest baby for the entire time that my parents were away on their honeymoon. It took them that long to get me clean. Because apparently, <laughs> Vaseline and baby powder are a hell of a good mix when it comes to making a slipper. I bet that stuff came out of your pores for weeks. <laughs> Probably. But, you know, I, I'm willing to bet if that if that crib's around, you can still find Vaseline on it somewhere. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, but my, my grandparents apparently learned their lesson when my sister came along. Nothing was left within arm reach. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> Things you learn. <clears throat> you know? And yes, you 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 do not um trust a quiet toddler because they are they're bad. <laughs> so yes. 
I have a multitude of cousins. You know this. Um, mm-hmm. And um, we uh, sometimes we have a cousin reunion. We meet somewhere without um, our terrible parents. And um, the uh, last time we did, we met. <laughs> we met. It was about, I guess, about six years ago. And this is uh, he, like you. Someone said in the chat room, he's never going to live that down. No, he has <laughs> never lived down the mommy I swing, um, because <laughs> Dan was not with our group, and we were at a um, state park up on um, this public area when we were setting up the grills and stuff. And somebody asked where Stan, and everybody's saying, I don't know where the hell he is. You know, he's supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And one of my cousins cupped his mouth. And did the Tarzan yell <laughs> to get my cousin's attention. And, of course, it, it worked. <laughs> and so Stan comes over, and he said, I don't know which one of you sons of bitches did that, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Mommy, I swing. And he said, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, okay. he's never lived it down. And it's been like... I don't know, 42 years. I mean, it's it yeah, it's it, it it's uh-huh. been a very long time. He's he's never going to live that down. <laughs> yeah. Mommy, I swing. I I still haven't lived down mine, so I I you know, my sympathies. <sighs> but yeah, that's that's just the best thing ever. Yeah. Um child uh child proof socket covers. I have a cousin um who stuck a penny in a light socket. Oh God! Burn the shit out of her fingers, and my grandma watched her do it. Because mm. my grandma was of the opinion that if you let a kid do something stupid once, they won't do it again. And that's true because my cousin never did that shit again. I remember um, Stan. We found the key, and he said. We just stick it in the socket over there. And I said, mm. and he said, well, "Why not?" I said, "You remember what happened to?" I said her name. Your she cousin. Goes, yeah, but she was dumb. I said, and she did that, which was dumb. So you want to do dumb shit like her? Mm-hmm. I've always had a potty mouth. Always. Mm-hmm. My first, my first curse word was "fuck." As in "fuck you." You're advanced. Well, it was also part of my first sentence. Cause some, I have some terrible uncles, and one of them asked me, I was like, I don't know, two or three. And I had my mom had a habit of saying no and fuck you if she didn't want to do something. And so somebody asked me, and I forget which uncle it was, asked me to do something, and I said no and fuck you. <laughs> I was like two, uh-huh. one and a half, two. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, there. <laughs> oh, but my boy. sister's first word was cocksucker. Her literally her first word was cocksucker. Wow. And she said it plain as day. There was no mispronunciation or and she had plenty. She she meant that shit when she said it too. It was like <laughs> cocksucker. And she totally <laughs> meant it. Oh God. 
Azura says, I, <laughs> I named my first doll, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> My first yeah. cuss word was fuck. I think my first word was like now, or it was like I was, mom said it was like demanding, and I forget if, if, if it was now or, or mine, um, but she said I was making myself clear. Mm-hmm. Does not surprise me at all. Yeah. You got to take care of yourself, or, or is it worry about yourself? Mm-hmm. Or worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have family. It's fun. It really is. Anna says, my father-in-law's Furby told him to fuck off. <laughs> um, I couldn't have a Furby. Oh, all it would do was cuss. Because uh, I have a terrible act- potty mouth. Terrible. I actually bought my niece a Furby. And being the sweet, loving, and and wonderful aunt that that I am, along with the uh, the uncle, who you know just we we want to to look after our our niece. We tried to teach that damn thing to curse. It just babbled back at us, little fucker. <laughs> but we tried. You never know what a Furby is going to pick up. It's kind of like a parrot. Yes. It you just never nice know. I have an aunt who has a um, has a whole bunch of birds. She has like ten of them. Oh, I hate going to her house. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has one bird cusses like a sailor. I mean, uh-huh. profane shit comes out of this bird's mouth. And then she has another <laughs> bird that will hit on you. <laughs> okay. He likes to say, he likes to say, "Hey, sexy." <laughs> is is this? Hey, sexy. Oh God. I'm like, and they oh, really quite wow. like a bird calling you sexy. Hey, sexy, you need to stop. That's, <laughs> you <that's>, freak. <laughs> yeah. The hell. Okay. Oh. Our various families were all insane. It works, though. Okay. So... I have a cousin who hmm. kid first uh, sp- uh, spoke their first words um, this week, and her first mm-hmm. word was no, and her first phrase was bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no okay. one quite knows who to blame for the bitch face because it isn't something that I say or, you know, so I can't be blamed. Um, and it's not um, something really something that anybody around us says, but I found it very funny. So, bitch face will be entering my vocabulary as a regularly used word now, um, phrase. Uh-huh. Uh, because she did a poll, and we all agreed that none of us really say the word, the, the phrase bitch face. Um, but now, you know. Now that it's in there. Yeah. Now that it's here. Mm hmm. Yes, um, Chris asked, back to the historical AU, can it be an an existing historical fic or just and then just an AU of that? I say historical AU in that, yeah, it can be an historical 
Um, and basically, I think anything that, that's written as fan fiction is an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Off the cuff. So I'm not saying you have to take a historical and then write a complete like AU of it. But what you can do is take a traditionally contemporary pairing and make them a historical. Like you could put Harry and Draco um, in a regency if you wanted. It's been done. That would be considered historical. Um, Mm -hmm. Someone asked earlier about having to do both challenges, and the answer is no. You don't have to sign up for both challenges. You can sign up for just one. However, if you're in the middle of April and you do the first challenge and you discover you want to do the second but you haven't signed up, you are SOL. You can sign up for both challenges the 1st of March, but you will not be added to the second challenge if you change your mind later. No wishy-washiness is allowed. If you find that you um, want to attempt the second one, you know, just... Write it on 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 your own time and post it up later, because God knows it'll be there. We'll have people who want to read it. But yeah, I mean, you don't you don't have to do the immortal idea that I'm doing and that Lady Holder's doing with me and that Cinnamon Minion is going to do, and mm-hmm. there are others who will probably want to do it as well. You don't have to do that. The main challenge is one historical story and one story about immortality. So, there you go. You can connect them or not. It's totally up to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of fun to try to mix them together and then and, and to connect them and to play with the immortal. See, when you approach immortality, there are a bunch of ways you can do it. You can do someone who's actually an immortal, someone who is a mm-hmm. vampire, um, someone who has ascended. If you do Stargate, you could do an ascension. Or you can do Ascension. Um, you could do mm-hmm. a Sentinel AU where um, I actually had an idea, and this was my first idea for my Immortal before I settled upon what I'm going to actually do. My idea was is that the only way a Sentinel could be Immortal would be if he bonded with a guide. Okay. So the idea is, is that in order to um, gain the Immortal status among their kind, and to be granted um, eternal life, you have to bond with a guide. And so it's um, it becomes a very uh, high-stakes situation. And it a guide becomes a bond, very though. coveted, yes. And it can't mm-hmm. be forced. It has to be done. Um, it has to be a true pairing in order to achieve immortality. So a sentinel wouldn't settle for anything less than their perfect match because they wouldn't be granted the immortality that um, they seek. So it's like a... um, So I have that idea as well. And I'm going to explore that later. It it, it sounds like it would be a lot of fun. Um, And, yes, you can have the Highlander concept as well. You can do vampires. Mm -hmm. You can do werewolves. Uh... You could do um, technology, te- technological intervention. Um, you could do Atlantis screws the entire Stargate 
um, Atlantis decides that she wants to keep John, so she makes him immortal. Um, does anybody remember the, that one um, thing with the uh, with the guy who played Bones? Um, I don't remember the name of that damn movie. Oh, I do. Doom. Doom. Yes. Doom. You could do Doom where they get he gets mm-hmm. exposed to an alien DNA and becomes uh, mm-hmm. immortal that Basically way. Immortal. Um, exactly. You can do. Uh, you could just do practically anything you wanted and just explore that idea. My idea is to explore the immortal soul and the awakening of the immortal soul in a new body and 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 what happens when that personality that's already there is forced to. Deal absorb. with, absorb, deal with, come to terms with the fact that, that they've actually lived again. Mm-hmm. And that they've lived before. And um, it's interesting. And I'm going to explore it where they discover who they are at 18, but they're separated. And by the time John and Rodney meet, when they're 30 years old-ish, um, they've become very accustomed to hiding what they know. They don't know if anybody else has ever done this before. They don't know. And he doesn't know if John Watson has woke up in a new body. So here's Rodney in Antarctica, and he's going about, and he desperately misses his John that he remembers mm-hmm. so well and loved so much. And he's and he's pushing through this life and he's he's trying to make the best of it and he's doing all that he can and he meets John Shepherd and John Shepherd's hiding too. So John can't say hey, you know, they can't actually acknowledge. They don't even know that it's happening. And what my idea is is that eventually once they get to Atlantis, John and Rodney are having an argument and Rodney or John brings up something that happened in their previous life as an example of the other person's inability to not be an asshole, you know. So I kind of see it being John going, you know what, this is just like that time when blah, 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 and then he stops <laughs> because he's just, and then Rodney was like, is like, oh, my fucking God, you remember, thank God, because I remember, and then, you know, then we can have hot sex. Yes. And so I'm doing it um, as they're adults so that I can have hot sex. Now, ladies and gentlemen, approach it as they – you know what you could do, what would be really interesting? Um, hmm. <laughs> is that the sorting hat wakes them up. Oh, I think I did, su- I did suggest that last time. Something like that, the sorting cat. I'm doing it on their 18th birthday. You don't have to do it on their 18th birthday. You could do it when they meet. Like they could. I mean, it could happen in the um, in the. Well, the, rope the, shop. the thing is, well, or their yeah, birthday, I, I, whatever. What I was discussing with you was that the thing with the birthdays, and you know. Um, Arthur in in the BBC was not uh, was not magical, and his reaction to magic is is one of those things I want to put in there, and it's also a case of, you know, having having the 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 Sorting Hat sit on his head, and having the Sorting Hat have an absolute screaming conniption, 
and it can't show it. It's all in the head, and that's the hat stall, and it sits there, and it sits there, and it sits there, and it finally screams out Gryffindor because there's no other place for, for Arthur, King of the Britons, you know? Because you, yeah, um, cause, um, that poor hat. He's going along, he's <laughs> sitting on heads, doing his job, and the next thing he knows, he's sitting on the head of the once and future king. Yeah. You know, and he's just like, ah, oh, shit. And oh, because, man, you know, what's supposed to do with this? <laughs> yes. And you know, <clears throat> you've got you've got Merlin, who full well knows who the blonde prat is ahead of him, and. You know, in 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 canon, the hat was kind of waved over Malfoy's head and screamed Slytherin. It didn't even really have a chance to sit on that blonde mop. And so, you know, yeah. So, in in this instance, the the hat comes near that unruly black head, kind of grazes the hair and screams out Gryffindor, because <laughs> he doesn't want to sit on Merlin's head. Thank you very much. <laughs> He really doesn't. I don't blame him. I don't want to sit on. No, no, we're not. No, we're not doing that. Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah, no. Hey, Harry could like sit down. Harry could like sit down on the stool, and Minerva's like getting ready to do it, and the hat's shouting, "Gryffindor, Gryffindor!" <laughs> it isn't even the. Yeah. Don't you, know. you dare, woman! Don't you dare put me on his head. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, the fuck is going on? You know? <laughs> and, you know, Arthur's sitting there just, you know, he's he's basically doing what amounts to a face palm as he's he's sitting at the table. And, you know, he's he's this small blonde kid who just, you know, and, you know, he gets there and... and Merlin, what the fuck, you know, or you know, whatever Britishism there is, what the bloody hell? <laughs> Merlin's like you brat, and off they go, you know. And so, I I I have a feeling that Merlin is going to do some major end runs around <coughs> people. Oh, he would have yes. to do major ends around everybody. Yes, but the the end runs he's going to do around Dumbles. Okay, that will be interesting. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry, Azura. <laughs> Take deep breaths. It's your inhaler. Yes. I know. I have the idea of, of exploring it, of, of of them having these these other memories, and um and playing into it. I think that um. John and Rodney won't be on um, Atlantis long before it comes up because I don't want to play that game. I I want it to be. Now here's the question: in your in your story, is the reincarnation of Draco and Harry rare, or are there other reincarnated people reincarnated people around them? who are waking up as well. Um, that's the thing. I don't know. Uh, because, you know, you've got, 
you've got some people who they could play, you know, you've got um, Hermione, who could be Gwen, and um, Neville, who could be Lancelot. And, you know, off it goes from there. But I don't know know how it would work. Um, Luna as Morgan... Um, I don't know if Luna would be the, uh, would be Morgan or if uh, Morgan if, or if she would be, you know, um, the the human per, uh, version of the Lady of the Lake, you know, and is just a wee bit um, barmy. So you know, who knows? For me, I'm gonna make it rare because I don't want to have to deal with anybody else in the characters. I only have 20k to play here, mm-hmm. so I don't want to you know, waste my words on anybody outside of, of John and Rodney. So mm-hmm. it will be rare as to practically be a myth. To be a myth. Because they're not going to tell anybody what's happening. So so if it has happened to somebody else, they're not saying anything either. Can you, because can you imagine, when you admit to having a past life, people think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And John and Rodney yeah. both work in situations where being thought crazy would ruin their careers. Mm-hmm. Neither yeah, one's going to be can... keen on admitting they used to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I oh, someone could see... mm, Go ahead. Well, I can fully see, you know, it's it's an extraordinarily rare thing. And, you know, the last the last time was, you know, ages ago. So, you know, there is that. Um, but it's a wizarding world. I can see it happening a little bit more often, you know, that, that, you know, sometimes, um, you know, reincarnated people, you know, show up, but it's not something that is frequent. And so it's known, but again, just like your world, it's thought to be mostly myth. Right. That that makes it easier, especially when you only have... 20k to explore this reincarnation. Um, There's a lot that's going to be dropped in there as you know, very, um, very offhanded knowledge. You know, you're not going to get into but the, the, the. I, I do have an idea. I do have hmm. an idea for somebody if they would want to explore it. We got three minutes left, so I'm going to do this real quick. Oh Jesus! Um, okay. I don't actually read in the Hobbit fandom. But somebody could do Bilbo and Thorin, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and have it play out with the, um, and and have it play out with the events, with Bilbo right. losing Thorin at the end, and then have them both re, be, be reincarnated as the BBC version of Sherlock and John. <laughs> I've seen, I haven't seen that one. I've actually seen the the um, Sherlock is Smaug come up. You know, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Oh, interesting! It's going to be an interesting, interesting April. Did we ever? There, there are number? great many options you could play with. Yes. <clears throat> mhm. Um, did we ever get a, a number for the the, you know, how much were were um, how many words we got? Yeah, it's on Facebook. Oh, okay, cool. It's in Rough Trade. You can look it up. We did. We nowhere near our goal. I personally failed. I'm okay with that. 
Yep. Oh, and the real life thing. Claire is doing Arthur and Ames. Claire, who is going to be your past life? Huh. That'll be interesting. And we don't have an answer yet. Okay. Is answering is is listening to. I don't know. Oh, so you're going to – I don't understand what she's – no, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> oh, wait, you're going to do Arthur and Ames in the past and then have them wake up again in the future. Like – Ah. I see. I get it. I get it. I got okay, it there. Okay, cool. I got it. Okay, interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's going to anyway, be an interesting um, – it's going to be an interesting April. I think we'll have a lot of fun with it, but you don't have to do it. You can just do one or the other, or you can just do a historical. We're down to 60 seconds. I want you guys to have a very good, safe weekend, Azor. I hope your mom is is better and gets to come home by or before Sunday and um, lecture her um, lecture her for me so that she needs to take better care of herself so she doesn't get crazy infections and end up in the hospital because hospitals suck. Totally, Anyways, totally agree. say goodnight. Say good night, Lady Holder. Good night, Lady Holder. (laughs) Shut up and sit down. humans on earth can't all like the same drink that's why circle k has polar pop and froster pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you polar pop and froster just 79 cents each at circle k limited time only at participating locations 500 vehicles to sell 500 ways to save one month only at phil penny mitsubishi during memorial month now through may 31st we will accept your credit application a 200 down payment and a 350 a week paycheck can get you a new mitsubishi don't forget every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty you can win five thousand with our 5k test drive giveaway visit PhilPennyMitsubishi.com to Qualified buyers on a free credit. Warranty valid through 10th year ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details.